opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. You're listening to... KUCI! 88.9 FM. Irvine. 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 Friend us on Facebook at KUCI FM. And Twitter at KUCI FM. KUCI. Talk, music, and more. Hi there, you're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. Okay, I have Lisa Dapolito standing by, director-producer of Love, Gilda. It's my pleasure to welcome Lisa to today's show. Hi, Lisa. Oh, hello. Thanks for joining us on today's show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is really exciting. You know, I love what you're doing. I am a huge fan of Gilda Radner. I, I think I mentioned I grew up in Connecticut. I ran into her in a health food store, and I was literally like deer in the headlights. Like, oh, I, I couldn't even speak. I just, just love her. What a huge talent and such a loss. Yeah, I mean, she was an amazing, amazing person. And the more I know about her, um, and I feel like she's my friend now. Um, you know, she's but such an amazing person. I mean, she was so giving to everybody in her life. Yes, and and everybody. You know, it's funny because you said you ran into her in mm-hmm. Connecticut, or you saw her in Connecticut. Yes, her friend Judy talks about Gilda would talk to anybody anywhere. You know, she would give them advice. She was just a really friendly person. Well, I wish I had had the nerve to speak to her. I was just a teenager in, on my lunch break in high school, and I. I just, uh, you know, was just such a huge fan. I didn't even know what I would say, but I, I ha- still have her album to this day. One of her albums. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I guess I didn't tell you that. The one with Let's Talk Dirty to the, to the Animals and all those, you know, classic songs that she did. Yeah. Oh, I, I wish I could play it on the air, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> there would be lots of bleeps. Um, tell, yeah. me, tell me how you gravitated towards this project. I live in New York, and I was working for an advertising agency, and um, I ran the production um, uh, the production group, and somebody had come to my boss, and they had told me, uh, they had asked if um, the agency was interested in doing a video, a pro bono video um, for Gilda's Club, and I don't know, I had really known nothing about Gilda's Club, even though it, it was about three blocks away from my house on Houston Street in the village. Mm-hmm. And I, I did like Gilda as a when I was a kid watching on Saturday Night Live, but I didn't really. I, I wouldn't say I was a huge fan. Like I, I didn't really remember that much. But something made me feel I, we have to do this video. I, I don't know what it was. So um, I started uh, the moment I walked through the door of Gilda's Club. I felt something. So I, I, I don't know how to put it. I, I, I thought I would be going into a place. Um, you know, because it's about like, Gilda's Club is a um, is a um, cancer support organization that um, people who are dealing with cancer and their families come mm-hmm. and they get support and all kinds of programs. And I thought it would it would be kind of depressing. And I walk through the door, and the second you walk through the door, you see these images of Gilda, like Gilda as Rosanna Rosanna Dana. Um, there's just something very special about the place. So. Um, I continued to do the videos while I was working at the agency I was working at. And I really, I had been at the agency for many, many years. And just, it was time for a change. And I would always say to my friends, why can't I just 
do videos for Gilda's Club. Oh, like, I felt it. like that was where I was the happiest. Right. Uh, the opportunity came where I was actually laid off from my job, which I was really happy about. I was kind of waiting oh, for that's a, good. a change. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, no, I but, know. They did you a um, favor. And I continued to um, do the videos for Gilda's Club. And what I noticed was when I would interview people, one, maybe three or four um, of the members would talk about Gilda. Mm-hmm. And they would talk about her as if they knew her. Oh. Like they would say, oh, and Gilda was going through this. Or Gilda was like that. Oh, I love or that. we laugh here because, you know, um, Gilda laughed. Like mm-hmm. it's, and I said, wow, there's something really interesting about all this. Excuse me one um, second. Lisa, give me uh, one second. For people who don't know, what exactly is Gilda's Club for people? Um, so Gilda's Club is a no- nonprofit organization. There's 20 of them throughout the U.S. and Canada. And it's a cancer support um, it's more than a group. So when Gilda was, when she was very sick, she went to a place called the Wellness Community in California. And she felt from being there and being around other people who had cancer, she didn't feel that she would be alone anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that really doesn't kind of sum it up because it's so much more than that. Okay. So Gilda's Club is a nonprofit organization that um, helps everybody in the family, not just the person who has cancer. Like there's a camp for kids. There's a, um, a weekly um group for kids whose parents are going through cancer, oh, for teens, for, um, you know, for also, um, it helps for every step of the process from, from being diagnosed to, um, family members who have lost somebody, they have bereavement groups, they have a lot of support for the kids. It's really a, an amazing organization. Mm. And you said there are 21 locations now. Yeah, I think it's 20. I could be, um, somewhere between 19 and 20 around the U.S. and Canada. Mm. You know, uh, I love what you said. I have it on my, my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. You said you, you realized that there was such a deep connection with Gilda of people all over the place. You were filming Camp Sparkle? Yeah. So I was filming at Camp Sparkle, which is um, a summer camp. Um, I think there's different names at different of the Gilda's Club, but in New York it's called Camp Sparkle. And there was a little girl named Ruth, and she was from she's from St. Lucia, and her mom has cancer. Mm. And um, she loves to draw, and she was drawing. And I asked her, I said, "Well, what are you drawing?" And um, she's like, "I'm drawing Gilda." And there's this ca- there's a caricature um, of Gilda, which is the the logo for Gilda's Club. Aww. And the, and the way she said it, it's a Gilda. Even though she had no idea who Gilda was. I thought, wow, Gilda's more than just somebody that Gilda's Club is named after. She's really, like, iconic. There's yes. something so, so, you know, lasting about her. Yeah, absolutely. That pretty much sums it up. I mean, she has such a legacy, not only with being a comedian, but, you know, with Gilda's Club. It's incredible. Yeah, it's, and, and what's happening now is with the film is that it's even expanding where I'm getting emails from um, other people who are dealing with cancer and other organizations who um, are talking about how, you know, they loved, you know, they loved Gilda. Mm-hmm. Like, she was such an inspiration. She was an inspiration in a lot of ways for people that were either, you know, getting their comedy chops, you know, um, wanting to delve into, you know, improv and these characters and, you know, whether you're in the Groundlings or UCB or you're uh, fighting cancer. I mean, there was so much that people connected with. Yeah, I, I think her, her legacy is really unique mm-hmm. um, in the sense that um, 
there are so many different, um, I mean, it's, you know, natural amount of Gilda fans who just love Gilda. And I think almost every, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but so many female comedians have been influenced by her. Yes. And I didn't have a chance to read your book, but I do want to get a copy. It's always something. Yeah. That, so, go ahead. Um, I think uh, Gilda um, originally meant it to be just a, a funny um, biography, but she really candidly talked about um, what it was like to go through cancer. And that was one of the things when I was interviewing people for Gilda's Club, that um, many of the members and many of the people really talked about her book and how honest she was in the book. And, of course, uh, you know, she, she's funny, too. Like She talks about um, the jokes she used to pull on doctors. Really? And, uh, like yeah, what? She used to put a little post-it note on her stomach. <laughs> you know, she used to do, like, funny things. <laughs> that, so, I mean, that's great to have that kind of attitude when, when you're going through this. Because ovarian cancer is one of the hardest to beat. Yeah, and, and from what I've heard, and I don't know, um, I'm not an expert on it, is that the rate of um, death from the illness has not really changed that much, mm-hmm. um, you know, since, since Gilda died. Really mind-blowing when you think about all the technology and all the research uh, put towards cancer that that has not changed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, I have brought that up, but um, so apparently it's a, it's a very hard um, d- the disease or cancer to detect mm-hmm. because its symptoms are very common to um, everyday symptoms. Yes. I actually had a friend of mine who works for uh, the Cancer Institute that uh, deals with ovarian cancer here locally, and she was talking about this as well, that that it's a hidden thing. Like, you just don't, you don't feel like there's anything wrong with you, and then sometimes you find it, and, and you know, this, you're in stage four or something. So yeah, that's horrible. It is horrible. It is horrible. Let's back up a second. So you getting laid off was probably a blessing in disguise. Oh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, because it really gave me the opportunity to think about what I wanted to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to do a story about Gilby's Club. Like, I, you know, I've, I've done small films, but I've never done a major film. And, I, you know, I've, I've known that's what I want to do. Your background is actually acting. You had some, you just part in Goodfellas and... Uh, you've been a producer and director in commercial production. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I started. Um, I started out in as an actress, and I did a lot of theater and some small parts, and I had a part in Goodfellas. And um, then I went into advertising, and I found it was really far more exciting to be on the other side um, of the camera and far more um, predictable. And um, it makes sense. That, yeah, and then a couple of years ago, I went back to um, film school, and I took classes in directing, and uh, started doing my own projects. It's like, unbeknownst to you, you were ramping up for this career. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I also, I think, um, I really enjoy, I think from being an actress, I really enjoy being around actors. Mm-hmm. And um, I had never really known any comedians. Or, you know, I've known a lot of, I mean, a ton of actors who are, um, are funny. But, um, I, you know, this has given me a, an opportunity to meet, um, you know, some of the people in Gilda's life, but also really to meet, to, to get to know others, to, to, I don't know, to understand comedians and how, um, how they're different 
and how they're funny. Yes. You know, which is really great um, when people, you know, can face things with a sense of humor. Why do you think you have this interest in actors and comedians, and what do you think that is about you? I don't know. It feels comfortable. It feels yeah. like home. Um, I think creative people and I think especially performers are a whole different breed of people. Yes. I mean, it's not so easy to be a performer. No. It, you know, <laughs> as you know yourself. Right. I mean, with a lot of artists, you know, you have your art. If you're a music, musician, you have your music. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a writer, you have your writing. But as an actor, you kind of have yourself. So and true. what I'm learning about comedians, especially stand-up comics, I'm not going to go with that, but I'm, I'm meeting a lot of stand-up comics. Like I had a benefit in New York. And my friend Kat put together, um, um, you know, a cast of uh, comedians. It, it's really brave what they do, what stand-up comics do, oh. because they're, you know, most of their their um, their show is based on their own lives, right? And um, you know, and people either laugh or they don't laugh. No, that's so yeah. true. And they're putting themselves out there as if they're naked. <laughs> I mean, here, here yeah. I am, and, you know, this is my life, this is who I am, and it's a lot of bravery. Yeah. And going back to Gilda, I mean, from, from her story, she was, a, she was brave, you know, with her illness. Um, you know, she, was, she went to Laker games um, without a scarf on her head when she lost all her hair. She went on the cover of Time magazine. Um, she was on a scary shaman show making jokes about cancer. And this was at a time where people, you know, this is 25 years ago, when people didn't really talk about cancer right. the way they talk about it now. She was brave. Wow. Woof. And so tell me, where are you in the process of your film? And, and also throughout your website for people to get involved or, you know, learn more about it. Okay. Um, well, the website is www.lovegilda.com. Uh, the Facebook page is lovegildathefilm.com. Mm-hmm. And right now, um, I've done a lot of filming. I've, um, um, I've been also very lucky. I've had the support of Gilda's brother. And um, I've been able to really get to know um, who Gilda was as a person. So I filmed, um, when I went to film different um, people in her life, like I filmed her, her, her brother in, um, Detroit, and then I went to the Gilbert Club in Detroit, and I filmed the members there. And then I went to film her friend um, Judy and Fred in Toronto, and I filmed at the Gilbert Club in Toronto. And then the same thing with Chicago. Um, I filmed Andrew Alexander from the Second City, and I filmed members there. Incredible. And then I, yeah, and then I filmed uh, Gilbert's other um, good friend Pam, um, and then her really good friends Alan and Robin Bell in New York. So I feel that I really got the center of the people who really meant a lot to Gilda. Mm-hmm. So right now, um, and I've been doing this on my own um, with the support of really good production people and with the um, support of uh, Gilda's brother, Michael. But now it's time to um, go out and try to get some funding for the films. Right. So I just launched my Indiegogo campaign. So if you go to Indiegogo.com and you put in Love Gilda, you can come to the page, and anybody out there who wants to support the film can help support the film, and then I can continue. Great. With um, the goal being um, to have a short version of the film ready for June, which will be the 20th anniversary of the opening of Gilda's Club. And did she pass away about 25 years ago? Uh, yeah. 25, um, 25, I think it was 25 years ago, 
Yeah, 25 years ago. Mm. So is your goal to submit this to film festivals? Where would you like to see this go? Well, of course, as an actress, my goal would, of course, to be get an Academy Award for it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the goal is to, um, is to um, definitely bring awareness to Gilbert's Club. Mm-hmm. And to have, um, but the goal would be to get film festivals and really show this to a broader audience. It's surprising to me what a huge challenge she was that no one has done this sooner. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of, there's been biographies on her before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this story is unique, too, because it's not just a biography of Gilda. It's really about also the present-day members who are in fact, uh, who, who really are uh, impacted and inspired by her. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it doesn't seem like she's been gone 25 years because of what a huge impact she's still having. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think this is tremendous what you're doing. Do you, do you want to leave us with any last parting words before we wrap up? Just go to indiegogo.com and support the film Love Gilda. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's it. I and then if um, you're going through any kind of, um, you know, if you or somebody, if you're going through cancer and you want to read her book, it's always something. It's really an inspiring book for people going through cancer or not going through cancer. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, if they are going through cancer, they just Google Gilda's Club, and they're most they are in major cities. Yeah, there's um, there's um, yeah, there. I'm on my Indiegogo page. There's a list of all the Gilda's Club. Oh, good. Or you can go to the um, Cancer Support Community (CSC) and it has both um, Gilda's Club and Cancer Support Communities that you can go to. By the way, I want to ask you, who did the logo, Love Gilda? I love oh, it. Oh, my friend Evelyn Sanchez O'Hara. Very talented. I love it. Isn't it great? Yes. Did you see the animated one at the end of the video? No, no. Oh, she, she on the Indiegogo video, she also did an animation. It's really oh, great. I'll have to check that out. All right. I put all your links up on my blog at thefunkoutshow.kci.org, and uh, I'll send you a link to this conversation. I want to thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for having me. And um, sometimes I come back to New York, so I will uh, give you a heads up. Maybe we can get together. Oh, that'd be great. All right. Thanks so much, Lisa. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. That was Lisa DiPolito, director-producer of Love Gilda, joining me this morning. If you missed any part of our conversation, I will post it to my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I want to thank Artie for joining me this morning. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, help to be back soon. All right. A lot of times if you're looking to find out how to get involved at KUCI, we do have training from time to time. You just check out our website, KUCI.org, and we list the schedule for training. And uh, that's how people learn about shows, whether it's students or community members. And that's how I found out, it seems like eons ago. I've been here since 2007 already. (laughs) She says, whoa. (laughs) All right. Happy Monday, everybody. And I will be back next week uh, this is get the funk out up next cure for the blues sheldon if you're listening we miss you speedy recovery all right mike caspar is uh standing by to take over cure for the blues and he'll be on in just a bit have a great monday